0: Hey you human, it's your host Katie B and welcome to this podcast where you can tune in to real conversations with real people about that one thing that unites us all, the human experience. Because it is through sharing our humanness, through seeing and being seen, that we will all walk each other home. All you came here to do is to be And that's more than enough. Welcome home, you beautiful human. Okay, here we go. Hey, you lovely human. It's your host, Katie B. And welcome to this episode of the Hey You Human podcast. Today, I join you at... (laughs) 5.56 a.m., very early when I'm recording this, and I've never been the best sleeper. It is not a skill of mine, and as ever since I was a child, sleep and the night and kind of going into that space was always overwhelming because of what I would meet there. And I'm going to get into that a little bit, actually, this morning. I'll share a bit of a human story this morning. Who knows when you're listening to this? Um, But really, the overall topic of today that I want to touch on that came through was receiving the receiving of ourselves, the receiving of our true selves, and the journey that we really Are all on um, because I think it's important. We talk a lot about shedding, we talk a lot about letting go. And when I say we, I mean me. (laughs) Um, And it is out there. There's a lot of chatter and talk about the letting go because I think we are in a time where, especially now, that is and has been a major theme, a major, major theme. And, and I'm already getting into it. (laughs) So we're going to touch on that eventually. That's going to be the main, the main chat of today. But I did want to share this, this human share, because I feel like I'm not alone here. And we talk a lot about being sensitive and sensitive souls and how some of us are sensitive and some of us are not so sensitive. And I think we're all really on the same path, and I think that in terms of sensitivity, we all have the same potential for that sensitivity, and I think it's just a matter of where we're at as far as our soul's evolution. So we're all headed to the same place, we're all doing the same thing, we think it's different... (laughs) But it's not. Well, maybe we don't think it's different. And for me, I came in already feeling ready to go. Like I had a job to do. And I had a mission to complete. And I was so sensitive. I I still am, of course. Um, But even then, right from the get, I used to have to call myself back into my body on a repeat basis. And I remember the day I was sitting in grade school, in elementary school, I remember the day my my soul kind of lifted out of my body. It was like when my childhood ended, and I realized, without really knowing it, the journey I was about to go on, of forgetting of who I was. It was like I looked out into the world and saw all these people who had forgotten who they were and i think that's how children see us but they can't quite communicate it just yet but they can see us they can see our souls and they can see us as adults and i think it's confusing as to why we make it so complicated and why we are so far away from what really matters things like play and love and connection and creativity and I think we can see that as as a kid. We can see that as children. And it's so important to acknowledge the that it's not in our failing that we leave ourselves. And I don't think this is actually a journey that we will always need to take. I don't think that the journey we're on right now is one that generations and generations down the line are are actually going to need to take to such a degree because I think we will come to a place where we don't lose ourselves to such a degree the journey won't be required and we will expand into something different and so it's important to note that it's these systems that cause us to forget ourselves and grow so far away from who we really are and I you know, going deep down into a rabbit hole, I think that's kind of by design. And I think we're breaking out of that. And so, you know, looking out into the the world when we embark on this journey of coming home to ourselves, I don't think we're quite fully aware of the magnitude of it and the respect that we owe ourselves and the reverence and the appreciation for just how courageous our soul is to be here now. And how big of a deal it actually is. And it's so easy to look outside of our lives and think our lives are what we experience in the physical world. But it's that—that that is just the cherry on top. It's just the icing on the cake. It's not, it's not the meat of it. Now I'm describing a cake that's made of meat with icing on top. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> um, and I'm on a tangent. But it's all connected in some way, of course. But as a child, I can just remember having all of these experiences, all of this awareness without being able to give it a name as to what was happening. And I was, I was born into the depths. I was born ready to go. I remember thinking, as a child, thinking, I can't wait till I'm 30 because I know that that's when I'm supposed to activate in some way. And it's interesting because I started the Real Rebel podcast when I was 30 is when it really kind of engaged in a new way. So we need to trust ourselves and trust these inner knowings and trust these nudges that they're not just from this year or this month. These are revelations that are not only we came here with or kind of coding as to how we were going to move through our lives. The reason why we came here, it's ingrained in us. We've always known. And this is just a process of remembering what we've always known. And so... (laughs) All of this to say, I wasn't a good sleeper. I was very open, very alert, very sensitive. And I just didn't like to sleep because I dreamt every night. And I had nightmares almost every night. And I would see things and hear things. And it was a very kind of unsafe place for me to be. And so to this day, you know, I've been awake since 3.30 this morning because the dream state was so intense. And a few nights ago, I don't know if you've experienced this, I discovered something called exploding head syndrome, which sounds very intense. It's not as intense as it sounds. But it's where just as you're about to drift into sleep, you hear a loud sound outside of your body. So in the house or you know, outside your house or something. So for me, it was a door slamming. And it sounded like an actual door slamming in the house. And I've had other, I, I spoke to my brother and he said he's had the same thing. And it was a gunshot. And I I googled it and it all of these results came up about this exploding head syndrome and how um, it's basically as you're transitioning into the sleep state, your something fires in your brain and you hear a sound that sounds like it's outside of you but it's actually in your mind which is just wild and I just wanted to share that in case you've maybe had that experience and wondering and are wondering what the heck that was or if you ever do that's what it is <laughs> and, and they say as well that oftentimes if you experience this exploding head syndrome the name I can't get over it's just so ridiculous but you also would often experience sleep paralysis, which that same night I dreamt I was experiencing sleep paralysis, and then I woke up and I had sleep paralysis. So <laughs> it was a busy night, and you know that's maybe a topic for another day dreams and and whatnot. But I just wanted to share that with you because I'm recording, like I said, at five in the morning. <laughs> And maybe it's interesting to you. Maybe you can relate. And I think the more we open up our sensitivity, open up to our sensitivity, open up to the world beyond the one that we have been sold, we start to open up to possibilities that we haven't been taught. And knowings that are in our bones and not, and in our intuition and not knowing that we have learned from books or our education or what have you. And it's a lot. It's a very overwhelming thing to open yourself up to that. It's a very overwhelming thing to open yourself up sensitivity-wise because oftentimes when you begin to open yourself up as a sensitive you are a very bright light. It's like your innocence is exposed all of a sudden, energetically before you kind of had this shell over you where you weren't as sensitive, so you were energetically kind of closing yourself off to the world. And when you start to crack yourself open, your innate light, your innate brightness, your innocence, your soul self shines through, starts to shine through. And you also at that point haven't learned how to energetically protect yourself or you don't necessarily trust in that part of yourself yet. So you're like this beautiful, innocent light that the dark light is is very attracted to. And so it can be overwhelming because you experience a lot of, you can, you can. I don't think it's true for everyone. In my experience, I experienced in my experience i experienced a lot of darkness as a child a lot of dark spirits a lot of dark energy kind of just always up in my business and when i kind of later on in life reopened myself to that innocence it was the same thing it was sleep paralysis it was visits from dark spirits and all these things and you know everyone has their own beliefs and their own experiences and they're all valid and and this is mine. And I say all of this to to share, really, and to validate your experience if that's what you're going through, or if it's something that you eventually go through. And I think one of the most important things to remember when it comes to sensitivity and your, your light being open to the world is to remember who you are and to anchor into your body and to know the truth that Nothing can hurt you. And to remain in that grounded kind of neutral power. And a big way of doing that or a a powerful way of doing that is anchoring into your body. And the body in this way, when it comes to the spiritual world and, and this human world, it is our anchor. I don't want to say the word tool because that sounds disrespectful towards something that's so miraculous. But it is this potent, um, I, I can't think of another word, but it is this, this orchestration of matter that is, is magical. And so we are meant to work with it and use it. And this is a tangent beyond tangents. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to get into the main juice of this. But one thing for me, and, and this is on, this is on topic, here we go. One thing for me about, you know, receiving myself has been the acknowledgement of my intuition and my energetic gifts and the degree of my sensitivity and not hiding that and I don't want to say taking ownership of it in a way but it is it is that it is standing behind myself in in who I've always been and that's, that's a huge part of what I want to talk about today. So, as I mentioned, you know, in my tangent, that I believe that we are all on the same journey. And this journey is the journey of coming home to ourselves. If we have been brought up in a society where we are programmed away from that self in order for us to remember that self... We need to see that programming first and foremost. We need to become aware of it. So awareness really is the beginning of all of it. However, it doesn't get the job done all the way. <laughs> I think some people say, you know, you just need awareness. Mm, I don't know. I think I think we're all kind of figuring out this puzzle of coming home together. I think awareness is a piece of it. You need to see the truth of where you've been, and the truth of, you know how deep this programming runs, and the way our society, um, you know, patriarchy, colonialism, all of these things, and even beyond that, I think there are things beyond that 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 we haven't even tapped into, but we need to see them. As I mentioned in the previous episode, we have to be aware of the toxic waters that we swim in, and this reprogramming. And this shedding and letting go of all of that, I think is, for the most part, the first half of the journey. And the journey lasts lifetimes. So sometimes we are not ready to even begin to embark on this journey. Sometimes we're still living life, which is why you will look out into the world. And you will see some people who are just enjoying life and living life and This is not their lifetime for that. And this is okay. And then there are some of us who are in the shit and we are unraveling and it's big fucking work and it's hard and it's a lot. And we can rest assured and take our time because this isn't the only lifetime that we're going to be here. And so if this is your lifetime for unraveling all of who you thought you were <laughs> and coming home to yourself so be it. And and that's a it's a beautiful place to be even though it's it's overwhelming and it's a lot. And so a massive part of this again is the emptying. Is the emptying of all of it. And this is the part that I have found myself the most difficult because There comes a point where you get emptied of all of it. All of it. Like, for me, it was every desire I've had, every human desire, gone. Every perspective on who I thought I was, gone. And it is this full emptying. For me, it kind of happened in one fell swoop, this like major emptying. I think it can also happen in little bursts, (laughs) which would maybe be preferred and in stages. And the emptying happens in divine timing with this whole orchestration of the human experience that you are here and a potent part of. So make no mistake about that. And it also happens in orchestration with our own free will as we choose and make decisions through this human experience. So it's beyond our human comprehension really as to just how intricate the workings of all of this are and we don't have to know about that we just have to meet ourselves in the simplicity of our intuition and our deep inner knowing which is our through line and our connection to what is beyond us and what is beyond this so that was a lot um (laughs) but you know you know this already i think When we hear a truth that is resonant with the very workings of our soul, with our soul's DNA, with our coding, with our blueprint, we just know. We don't need someone else to validate it. It's like the book that I, I really love this book, it's called uh, Bringers of the Dawn, it's out there. Like if you, if you have read it or you'll know, and if you haven't read it, prepare yourself for an odd experience. <laughs> an odd experience, but a knowing experience. And it will kind of rock your socks. And if you do listen to it, I recommend the audible version of it because it's a channeled message and you can kind of hear what's coming through in the voice as opposed to reading it. Of course, up to your preference, but there is a truth to this coming home and this, this experience that we just know, that we just know, and the more we open up to it, the weirder it gets, <laughs> and the more crazy it gets as we, as everything we knew or thought we knew crumbles. And I think on a global scale, this is where we're at the crumbling. And it's been a long time coming, and it's about to get hectic. So that's why I really want to talk about this, is the receiving of ourselves. And a big part of that is the emptying, and a big part of that is the trusting that we are we are meant to be emptied. We are meant to be emptied so that we can have enough space to receive ourselves. And there is this trust that we have to hold in the emptying process and in the process of being empty and so the emptying process looks like a shedding of all of who you thought you were your identities the life you thought you would live the external trappings of success or whatever you thought like there's Anything that is keeping you disconnected from your higher self, from your true self, anything that is keeping you codependent on an external source to validate you or tell you who you are will be taken away so that you can anchor into your center, anchor into your core and self-validate. And it's not about hyper-individualism, but that is a part of the journey to become hyper-individualized so that we might meet ourselves. So that when we come back to our community, we do not get lost, you know, we're not in that codependent um, experience. And that's, that's a very big, that's a very, that's a big one for a lot of us. Because and I believe one of the reasons why we're so codependent is because we've we don't know on a core level who we really are, you know, and that's the journey we're on. And when we come so far away from who we are, it makes perfect sense that we would grab on to external sources like relationships or ideas of who we are, careers Um, all of these kind of external things. And I think when we go through this shedding process, it, it can feel like we're doing something wrong. For me, as I was going through the shedding process, the word that was always coming up was failure. You're a failure. You're dropping everything. Nothing's working. You're letting go of everything. What is happening? And it just kind of, it's like Abraham Hicks talks about putting your paddles in your boat if you're going down the river and stop trying to go up the river, (laughs) like put your paddles in the boat and let it take you where you need to go. And that requires a certain level of blind trust, which is why I, I want to make this episode because in all of these episodes and all of this, this whole podcast, the Hey You Human podcast, which is a vulnerable thing for me and um, is a bit messy because it's human. Because I think it's important to talk honestly about these experiences. All the while, everything that I say and anybody says, all the, always 100% is, is the, the rule is, <laughs> I'm getting bossy, the rule is to run it through your own filter. Because another dangerous or a dangerous thing is measuring yourself against someone else's experience And that's how we start to think that we're wrong in our experience or we start to try and make our experience like someone else's when really the answer is meet with yourself. And that's how we learn to trust our intuition as we move through this experience that our intuition and our inner knowing is the number one source that we go to. And it takes some unwinding and it takes some all the things. I felt like I sounded a bit Italian there for a minute. It takes some unwinding. Uh, anyways. <laughs> so the shedding process is natural. The biggest gift you can give yourself in that process is to not put a timeline on it. Is to be gentle and compassionate towards yourself and to almost check in and ask yourself, what is the message today? In my experience right now, what is the message coming through for me today, and just continually checking in with yourself about where you are because and this is might be a little bit off you know the line, but whatever, <laughs> I have a feeling there are some forces that don't want us to recognize our own power. And so when we are going through this process of beginning to receive ourselves, the return to ourselves, it is, it is not too far of a reach, I feel, to perhaps, <laughs> clearly I'm being tentative about this, I'm just going to straight up say it, I think that there can be dark energies that try to suppress us and keep us blind to our own light. And I think those energies exist in the physical world and I think they exist in the energetic world as well because I've experienced them. And it's also a part of you know the games that your mind plays on you and, and this deep programming that's in our bones. I think it's all of it. And so gentleness and compassion and patience and the continual checking in of, with your intuition, what is true for me today? And how can I be more compassionate towards myself in this experience? And really anchoring into that undercurrent of steadiness that is the higher self that's already there, that's been there, that's just waiting for our acknowledgement. It's not that the higher self actually leaves us, it's that we leave our higher self or deny it. And so, holding that space for ourselves in in the the emptying and letting ourselves be emptied without making ourselves wrong for it is potent medicine and is difficult maybe to do in today's society um and especially with the programming, and even that will take time so as long as we can, as often as we can. Remember to hold ourselves gently in our emptying and to hold ourselves gently once we've emptied and we're kind of like, okay, (laughs) okay, what's next? And there is a, a quietness and a groundedness and a gentle patience as we begin to reintroduce ourselves to ourselves to who we have always been. There is an openness to receive ourselves once again, to let our soul land back in our body, and to feel that as our new normal, to feel that as truth. And when we kind of open up to receive our higher self, our true self. I don't think it happens all at once. And I think we have to get used to holding ourselves with that love and respect and reverie. And then I think once we do and we welcome all of who we are, we welcome all the parts of us and A huge part of that is our power, our brightness, why we are here, that we're allowed to take up space, that who we feel we've always been is who we are, and that we can express, we can offer our medicine to the world, we can play, we can be in joy, we can create, we can create, we can create whatever that may be, whether it be a beautiful family, or a beautiful business, or really delicious toast, (laughs) whatever it may be, that it's the embodiment of all of us. And in this place, it's like we have a backbone again. And what's beautiful about losing yourself and coming home is that you know what it feels like to not be home. And there's a fierceness and almost like this mama bear energy of, I will not let myself go again. I will not let myself think I am any less than what I've always known myself to be. And it's a long road. (laughs) It's a long road. Uh, But if you're on that path in this lifetime, it can also be a breathtakingly almost devastatingly beautiful road as well and what's really awesome (laughs) I was like what word can I put here awesome what's really great awesome what's really wonderful about it is that we then meet ourselves and our lives again from this different perspective the perspective of choice of agency and of sovereignty meaning I get to choose my life. I get to decide who I invite in. I get to decide what I create. I get to decide what's allowed here. And I think a lot of us feel or haven't even connected to our agency and our sovereignty and our choice for good reason. And when we can choose our lives, that is, a, is kind of a big question. Like, what would I choose? What would I choose from this core, heart-centered, embodied place? And to be honest, for myself, I don't know. I don't really know yet. Because for me, I'm coming out of the emptying and coming back home, I'm beginning to, I'm in this place of receiving myself. You know, I often talk about the things I'm going through because that's when it's most potent for me. And that's, <laughs> that's all I can focus on. And one part about beginning to choose your life is slowly getting to know what actually would those choices be. And again, this is where intuition comes in. This is where that gut knowing comes in. This is where we have to spend enough time to being still with ourselves to even get a nudge as to what that might be. So, (laughs) we are all here to receive ourselves. We are all here to come home. Make no mistake, like I said, this is... This is why we're here. And I'm saying this with some kind of authority, fully knowing that I could be wrong. <laughs> like, just to keep it real and human, I don't think I have this all figured out, but I do have a sense of my own experience. So, my sense is that the real journey at this point in humanity is that we all. Are coming home. And that in order to do that, we must experience and go through the crumbling of everything that is blocking us from that. And the reason why we are coming home is because we are meant to be a part of something much bigger than this. But in order to be a part of that, we have to be in ourselves. We have to come home. We have to know who we are so that we can both lose ourselves and not lose ourselves in that, if that makes any sense. Whew. Another dense <laughs> conversation on the Hey Human podcast. Um, Yeah, and I really just want to say too, thank you for everybody who's Here at the beginning of this, and everyone who's tuning in, because creating things when you're going through this is not so easy. And I stopped creating for a long time because I was going through a lot in this complete emptying of of all of everything. And when you're empty, you have nothing to give. And I think that's an important thing to know too that if you're on the part of your journey where you're emptying, and you want to, you, you can't participate in life, then don't, as, as much as you can. I know we still need to pay the bills and, and do all the things, um, but don't put that added pressure on yourself to participate when you have nothing to give. This is one of the messed up ways <laughs> our systems are, where it's, you always have to be producing they're not accounting for this experience of coming home. They're accounting that we never come home. That we stay complacent and we stay dependent on these external sources. And um, fuck that. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not, they're, they're fighting a losing battle because the journey home is a process that cannot be stopped. So we might as well embrace it. We might as well surrender to it. And what I was getting at was thank you for being a part of this and thank you for um, being in this space and slowly and gently it is becoming what it is meant to be. And in the meantime, I'm just trying to show up in my heart and i'm trying to let myself speak what feels true to me despite the fear of judgment and despite the voice inside that's telling me i need to edit myself or i need to put mm, more of like a a process or a brand or do this or do that it's like mm, i think what we need right now is each other's hearts and I've had a lot of fear showing up in the expression of the journey I've been on because it's been so dark. And there were people in my life that couldn't stay around for the level of energy. I think it might have been draining. <laughs> I know it was, which I get. So it's it's a lot. The experience is a lot, but I don't think I'm alone in it. And I think what is to be born of it is far beyond what i can even imagine and like i said in the previous episode the best thing that we can do the only thing we ever can really do in this human experience is meet ourselves where we're at with a certain level of of acceptance and compassion for all the reasons why we're where we're at for all the traumas that that brought us there for all the programming that that took us away from ourselves we have to acknowledge that and and yeah anyways this has been great fun i really love talking about the sensitive part in the beginning that was fun (laughs) it was fun to share my exploding head syndrome with you i feel super cool (laughs) knowing that i've experienced that i imagine i'm not alone um i know i'm not alone in that one so I just looked down at the recording device here and it said 4224. So, I'm going to take that as a good sign and close out this episode. Again, I can't reiterate this enough. My gratitude for those of you listening at the beginning of this is massive. Like truly to my core. It's it's massive. And I thank you for being here and here comes me talking about the remedy cupboard if you'd like some support on your journey there is this beautiful thing i created called the remedy cupboard and the reason why i created it is because it's what i needed and it is this all-encompassing audio remedy that you tune into that accounts for the body the mind the soul and all of it in your healing experience in your human experience so that even if you can't necessarily afford to work with someone for 21 bucks, you can tune in to a beautiful audio remedy that will deeply, deeply support you on every single level. And there's a review. I got my first review from the remedy cupboard, and it goes a little something like this I got your remedies, and I absolutely loved it. It took me from a state of complete anxiety, not even related to anything. And brought me back to myself, where I was able to take a step back and reorient. So thank you. It exceeded my expectations. And that is from the lovely Ingrid. So thank you, Ingrid, for that. It means the world to me. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. So if you'd like to check out the Remedy Cupboard, you can do so anywhere you find your links. (laughs) Instagram, you can just go to my website or check it out in the show notes of this episode, which can be found usually wherever you're listening to this podcast if you like this episode and it supported you in some way it would mean the absolute world to me and be super super supportive if you would leave a written review and a rating over at apple podcasts it just helps me to grow this thing and for it to find its way into the hearts and the minds and the souls of all the people who might need to hear it okay until next time